Welcome back, everyone, to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. I'm sure you want to know who is doing these horrendous acts. That makes two of us. Let's continue Detective McAfee's pursuit with the continuation of The Pinata Man. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> McAfee asked Dr. Francis how she was doing. Dr. Francis said that she was suffering from an infection, which they are treating aggressively with intravenous antibiotics. He continued that until she fights the infection, they are unable to do a skin graft to replace the scalp. The scalp, due to the edges of the remaining skin on the skull, might have been partially cut then ripped off, which is called a scalp abulsion. Luckily, not a great deal of time had passed, for if the scalped head was left untreated, the exposed bone would eventually become necrotic and separate from the healthy bone, or it could cause osteomyelitis, an inflammation of the bone and marrow. Either of these conditions would be fatal, he added. He also told McAfee that she had severe damage to the sinus, which is the nail root, but more importantly, the germinal matrix where the nerves and blood vessels are. He continued that if the damage is too severe, the nails will not grow back, but it's too early to tell. Again, she was in shock and didn't say much, very incoherent due to the infection, and that he would let McAfee know when she could talk. He finished that most likely in a couple of days he can come and interview Michael Livingston. McAfee finished the conversation by thanking the doctor. He then called Pamela Livingston to see if she was home. After a couple of rings, the phone was answered. It was the daughter, Bobby. He asked if her mom was home. The phone was put down and Bobby yelled for her mom. Footsteps could be heard. Then Pamela's voice came on. Hello? He asked if he could come over and ask a few questions. Pamela said, of course. McAfee hung up and stepped on the gas pedal a little early. Both were sitting on couches across from each other. Pamela poured McAfee a coffee, then one for herself, then sat down. McAfee put cream in his, stirred it, sat back, and took a sip. Pamela began the conversation. So you mentioned when you phoned, you'd had some questions. Yes. I'm not sure how to ask this, but I need complete honesty. I can tell you that there have been other victims, but I won't get into details about them. However, there are certain patterns emerging. As I mentioned, I need complete honesty from you. Of course, Detective. Did you, at any time, or anyone, when you went for your court hearing, mention any humiliating or shameful comments. I don't understand. For example, someone, say, spends a lot on makeup, to the point people make a joke or comment about it, or maybe teasing them, but not in a good way. I see. Well, the judge said that Michael should start using his ears, otherwise what good were they? He wasn't listening to his lawyer and he might as well remove them. McAfee nodded. 
knowing that there definitely was a pattern starting. He continued. Did Michael have any quirks or mannerisms? He was always washing his hands and his feet. He hated having dirty hands or feet. Were any comments made about them? Pamela thought, started shaking her head, then looked at McAfee with a look of realization, then horror. Oh my God, it was me. What was you? I made a comment to my lawyer about that. I said, why would he want sole custody? If he had Bobby all the time, he'd be washing his hands and feet so much. Everything would be easier and cleaner if he just didn't have fingers and toes. What did I do? She started to cry, softly. You didn't do anything. It's not your fault. She looked at him with tears in her eyes. How close are you to catching this person? I'll be honest with you. It's slow, but it is moving forward. The hospital called and said we might be able to see Michael in a couple of days. Bobby really wants to. She took it pretty hard, but when you let us know that he was alive, she was better. That's good. I just want to thank you for letting me ask those questions. We just moved ahead again. I will keep you posted. McAfee got up from the couch, walked to the front door, thanked Pamela for the coffee, shook her hand, and left. Taking out his phone, he called David O'Brien, arranged a meeting, and had the same conversation with him. McAfee was told comments had been made about the amount of money she spent on her hair and nails by David to his lawyer and the judge. David told him that's why she wanted more money for hairdos and manicures. If she spent as much time on her hair and nails and put it in a relationship, they would still be together. Sitting at his desk, McAfee was going over everything that he had so far. All three victims had a court date at different courthouses. Then within a couple of days after, they were abducted. The following week, pinatas were delivered with body parts. Then the victims were released and dropped off or somehow ended up at the hospital. Or at least for two victims. Robert Neal, Sandra Holler's ex, hasn't shown up yet, but should, if the pattern remains the same. The hospital security camera footage didn't have anything. Neither did other cameras in the area. None of the footage showed them being dropped off in the vicinity of the hospital but that could be due to an area that isn't covered by or seen by a camera. All hearings had different judges, lawyers, stenographers, and so on. Security footage in the courtrooms showed different people watching in the galleries, but not anything out of the ordinary. The victims were being punished using their behaviors against them. Comments made about them were coming true. Michael's fingers, feet, and ears. David's ex, hair and nails. Robert Neal's eyes and hands. What is connecting the three courthouses? McAfee picked up his phone and called each security office at the courthouses. 
He asked if they kept security footage of the rest of the courthouse. Each security supervisor he talked to said they did and kept it for 90 days. McAfee asked each one if he could get the footage both inside and out for the week when the hearings had been scheduled. Hanging up, McAfee's captain came by and dropped a newspaper on his desk. You better catch this freak, his captain told him. McAfee picked up the paper and saw, on the front page, a picture of a piñata. And under the picture, in big, bold, black letters, it read, The Piñata Man. McAfee exhaled. Fuck. <sighs>